Welcome to the Practical Prospecting Podcast with your hosts, Jed Marley and myself, Maggie Bloom from the Mailshake team. We'll be talking about how to practically set up your outbound outreach game. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we are talking about top sales reps and specifically we're talking about the mindsets and how they differ from, you know, just your average sales rep to being really the top sales rep out there. So to kick off the conversation, Jed, what are the two traits that you see in successful sales reps? Yeah, for sure. So we'll, and we'll break them down as well, but in my opinion, and just based on what I've seen with all the, the SDRs and AEs I've talked to or managed or just in myself as well, I feel like the top two traits that, that I consistently see is they have a call first mentality. And we'll dive into what that means in a little bit. And they follow the number one prospecting rule. And so, Ooh. of course, we will share what that is as well. But yeah, those <laughs> are the top two traits. They have a call first mentality and they follow this number one prospecting rule. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. I'm super excited to dive into both of these and reading this and prep for it. I was like, wait, I have never even heard of these. Cause you hear people say they're like grit, tenacity, like very broad things. And Jed breaks it down here. I'm excited to jump into it too, but let's go first into call first mentality. So Jed, can you give us a little overview of what you mean by that? Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of share a little bit of my story. So like I was definitely afraid of cold calling for honestly, I'd say like my first six months or maybe, you know, three to six months as an SDR. Who I really didn't like doing it. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I, but, but I would lean and I think this is something that most people can relate to, right? Like I would lean into emailing over the phone, right? So if a prospect mm, yeah. responded with an objection, I tried to spend like five to 10 minutes writing up an objection <laughs> handle over email. Another example, let's say somebody gives me a referral. They'd say, hey, like, you know, I call you, Mag, and you're like, hey, reach out to Sujin. What I should do is just call Sujin right away. Because if mm -hmm. I call Sujin and I get him on the phone, I don't, I don't have to waste the 10 minutes writing the email. But instead, I would think about an email, do some research, and it would really slow me down. And so it wasn't until I really switched that mentality from like just having that call first instinct any single time, like, you know, I get an objection or I get a referral or a prospect maybe is going dark on me and I have a follow up. Instead of just emailing them endlessly, I just have that mindset of calling them first. And that really turned things around for me because at the end of the day, I think the phone is the number one channel because you can mm -hmm. connect with people much faster than over email. And we tend to lean on email sometimes as a crutch because we are you know, afraid of making that phone call. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought this up as like one of the top mindsets, top traits of sales reps out there. And it all kind of goes back to you hear a lot of sales leaders talk about call reluctance and like being afraid to be on the phones. And like I was too, but let's think of like our generation. I think we're kind of aligned in the same generation shed of like, how often do we actually call our friends? Like I think about that compared yeah. to my parents, like most of my time when I had a cell phone was texting, like T9 texting was already out. I loved T9 texting. Somehow I was on a plan with my family where I could do it, but like writing messages or like not necessarily emails, but just how like we communicate daily was way less on the phones than what you would do going into a role as an SDR. And that's the other thing that's like, what's going to set you apart as an SDR is like first being comfortable. So getting over that call reluctance being comfortable on the phones, because think about it, if you're targeting directors or VPs of sales or anyone in those, those roles, they're part of most likely part of a different generation that are used to talking on the phones. So like, even for their sake, they're going to prefer like you explaining yourself 
over the phone versus email. And of course, email is still important. But yeah, I just want to point that out that like, I think it's pretty normal for our generation to feel nervous, but that doesn't mean that you should just say like, I'm nervous. I'm not going to do it because just like you said, you wasted a lot of time writing a 10 minute email which could have taken you like a minute on the phone. Yeah. That's a really good point too. Uh, relating it to like, yeah, most of the decision makers are calling are part of a different generation. Um, so they appreciate that. And there's so much more context you can give over the phone as opposed to just email where it's a little bit more one dimensional. But I think we can extend this mindset and like basically like, what I was trying to explain as well in terms of this call first mentality is that it extends beyond just that. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have this call first mentality, right, you kind of get into the habit of not thinking as much, right? You're just kind of acting and doing the actions that are going to, you know, lead to revenue, lead to book meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should apply this to other areas of your job. So like, what I mean by that is if you're an STR and let's say you're listening to this podcast and you hear a tactic or a strategy or you get feedback from your boss, Instead of taking all this time to research and think about it and put a plan together, just act on it, right? Just mm-hmm. minimize the time from the idea you get to actually doing it and putting it into action. And that's something I've always seen among the top SDRs I've managed is they'll see a tip or they'll see a new cold call opener they want to test out. They'll role play it real quick and they'll just put it right to action. Mm-hmm. And especially on the SDR and outbound side, like things are always changing. You always have to keep up to break through the noise. And so that's super critical is being mm-hmm. able to act fast on new ideas. Um, so that's another kind of huge one that goes along with this. It's, it's just that idea of like execution over having a perfectionist mindset, basically. Yeah, love it. And I think there's a perfect balance to it too, because on one hand, it's like, okay, just go ahead and execute, like get on the phone. And I, I like that mentality too, because there's a lot of things we can do to get in our heads. But then you see so many leaders out there that are like, this person reached out to me and they didn't know that, I used to work at this place and that I went to college here and like they get upset of like how much you maybe don't know on the phone. So like what's the perfect balance, Jed? And this might be hard to answer, but like, you know, getting that person's phone number, that referral, like how much time do you spend before calling them? Like a minute or two looking in your CRM or on LinkedIn? Yeah. So that's a really good question. It depends on like, you have to ask yourself if I was going to research what information would I find that's really going to be that helpful, right? Like how Mm -hmm. much information? And so I'm the mindset of like get 80% there and just go for it, right? So like by already knowing their title, what type of company they're at, maybe doing a quick glance at their LinkedIn, I'm 80% of the way there for the prospects we call, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I can tell, oh, they're an SDR manager, not a VP of sales, and they're at a series A company as opposed to a larger enterprise, you know, big SDR team, I already have a better understanding of like what their pain points might be. So I don't have to do too much more research. Now, mm-hmm. of course, I could get 100% of the way there by spending an extra 30 minutes really researching, you know, listening to their last podcast that they just did. But you have to ask yourself, is that time spent better than, you know, making an additional 10, 15 calls? And so I, I don't know if that was super clear, but basically what I'm trying yeah. to say is usually people lean on like, oh, but I have to research. Oh, but I have to do all this stuff because they don't have a full grasp of their prospects pain points. And so mm. usually it just comes down to like actually understanding your prospects and your personas better, their biggest pain points, really honing in on your pitch. And then you really don't have to research as much. You do a quick yeah. bit of research and you're pretty much all the way there. Yeah. And I think if you already have that stuff in your mind, like if you can map it, like, okay, looked up this person, this is the trigger I'm going to use on them based off of what worked in the past and how we know how to solve people's problems then you can get on the phone. Like you said, 80% of the way there. And then almost, I would argue, maybe you could say I'm wrong, but like 
the 20% is like already what you know about solving people's problems and you know, that, that your product or your service solves that like, you can have that confidence. Like, like I said, matching, like this is this person's background. This is the trigger I'm going to use on them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just comes down to just knowing your prospects. Cool. So for those SDRs listening right now, Jed and I were both people that were super afraid to be on the phones, but I probably bet you that we wasted a lot of time writing emails instead to hide behind emails. So just get on the phones. It's going to make your life a lot easier. Even for AEs out there that are doing follow-ups with people like leads that you've had or demos or things like that, when someone asks you an intricate question, that's kind of turning into an objection, just get on the phone then too. I know this doesn't have to do exactly with Well, no, it does. Yeah. It's a call first mentality of getting on the phone with them, talking through it, and you're just going to have an easier time communicating. Um, and it's going to be clearer on both ends there too, but sweet. All right. So call first mentality. And then the second mindset here is reps that follow the number one prospecting rule. So Jed, what is that rule? Yeah. So I think when I was first talking about this, it was, there was a lot of content I was seeing around people saying, you know, here's how you have to switch up your strategy with, you know, the recession and people's budgets getting tighter. And I think a lot of people were scattering, looking for new ways of doing things. But to be honest, I think the biggest thing within your control and what this number one prospecting rule is, and I know people might be expecting something big or magical for me to say here, (laughs) but it's really just prospect every day. But more specifically, have a number of prospecting activities that you will not let yourself fall under every single day. And so, What this means is like part one is like actually figuring out how many calls, emails, LinkedIn messages, whatever do I need to send out or complete on a daily basis to be on pace for my number. Take that number and write it down somewhere and make sure you follow it every single day. And it sounds simple, but most people don't do this. And then the second piece to it is especially during a recession or when things are tougher, take that number and increase it by like 10%. So Mm -hmm. before it was 100 calls, making 110 calls. And I know it sounds simple, but that's really the key here is just having a consistent number of activities. Another big piece to it that a lot of people forget about is don't just have call and email activities, but also KPIs around how many new leads you need to add into your sequences, Mm -hmm. right? So like on a daily basis, I'm going to add 10 to 25 new leads into the top of my funnel, into my sequences. And so that's really the key here, right? Is like when things are tough, increase that number by 10% or, you know, 25%, but always keep it in mind. And what you'll start to notice too when you follow this rule is that over time, it'll start to compound on top of each other. And so if you're consistently reaching out to X new prospects every single day, by the end of the month, most of the people you're reaching out to are going to be warmer leads or mm-hmm. people you've already done like 10 touches on. And the job should get easier and easier as you go along. And, and this continues to compound on top of each other. Yeah, for sure. And I think like a lot of this advice can be super useful for SDRs. Obviously they're the ones doing the most prospecting. Like, how do you feel like this advice relates to being an AE or those AEs that aren't really like, it's not part of their job to prospect, but you know, obviously they want to level up themselves and prospect for themselves. So like, how does that transfer to them? Do you think? I think it's, it's just as important, honestly, because Mm -hmm. if you really want to, you can find time in your day to prospect, even if you're a busy AE running tons of calls. So for you, that number is just going to be smaller, but mm-hmm. it's still important. It's almost more important for AEs because for an SDR, that's your whole job, right? So yeah. you really should know that number. But if you're an AE and you just commit to like, hey, I'm going to send 10 cold emails every day. But the key here is never letting yourself fail to not hit that number. So yeah, I think it's just as important for AEs. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like 
should be some of your pre-work for that day or figuring out like we talked about in the last episode, like you could even say like, okay, who are all my meetings today? I could just look up a connections of not say that they're related at all, but like that could be the next person you prospect or whatever, but getting creative there and having it part of like your morning routine before you send emails off and things like that, um, I think is super important. And I know one thing you mentioned in this article, if anyone's following along, is that there's like a benefit for this scenario when you stick with a company longer too. So what would you say that is? Okay. So if, if the number one prospecting rule is to pick a number of like new prospects you're going to reach out to every single day mm -hmm. um, and not fall under that. And we talked about how that compounds. That means that, you know, if I reach out to 200 new prospects in this month, three, six months down the line, some of those prospects are going to be follow-ups and then that continues to compound. So every single month when you're reaching out to new prospects, you're going to naturally have people that say, Hey, reach out to me in two, three, four, five months. And that's just that number starts to increase over time. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the underrated reasons why sales reps should stay with a company long-term. Obviously, if it's a fit is because over time, your entire funnel just becomes warm mm -hmm. follow-ups that you reached out to six months ago when they were cold. And like yeah. when I was in, I was in SDR for almost a year and a half. And towards the end, it got to the point where half the leads I'm reaching out to, half the demos I'm booking are just people that told me to follow up. And the job gets so much easier at that point. And so mm -hmm. if you're constantly switching jobs every six months or whatnot, you know, less than a year, uh, it's really hard to get to that point to where the SDR job just becomes really easy. Yeah. And of course, there's certain scenarios, you know, where you need to switch positions. But I think, yeah, there's a lot of benefits in sticking around longer because like if you are also building a brand for yourself and you're talking about the same things um, because you're working at the same company, it's like people are going to know of you or they're going to think you're the expert there and kind of like stand out among your peers too. And not saying that length always does that, but that's, you know, one perk of it too is like, yeah, sticking around longer, you're just going to have like more people in your network where that they can easily refer you over to other people that might need your software or services too. So I love it. And one thing just to kind of end on that Jed wrote in his article that I really liked is, yeah, like consistency plus quality activities equals insane results. So of course the consistency is really important, but you don't want to be consistent with average activities or average things that you're doing. You want to make sure that that's still quality of the people that you're reaching out to and the methods that you're using to prospect but just doing that every single day is going to get you better. Also looking at results, which we always talk about on this podcast too. But sweet. Anything to add before we finish up here, Jed? No, I'm, I'm glad you touched on that last point. Consistency plus quality activities equals you know significant results. And I think the key here, if you're listening and you haven't figured out how to consistently hit your number every day, figure that part out first. And then once you're consistent, once you're like, yeah, I, I haven't missed hitting my number in terms of like daily KPIs and weeks really dive deep and figure out how can I make these phone calls better? Can I call at a better time? Can I get better phone call data? How can I make these email activities better? Can I be reaching out to better prospects? Really start to inspect the quality of your activities after you've figured out the consistency piece. Yeah, absolutely. You can't have one without the other when you're doing this and it all kind of works together so that you can hit your quota. All right. Awesome. Thanks everyone for listening today and we will catch you next time. See ya. This was another episode of the Practical Prospecting Podcast. If you enjoyed yourself today, give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify Podcasts. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.